It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, how good. It's Saturday morning, 8.33. And where else would you want to be? Start living your life as of now. Good morning. Saturdays in SA with the man, Bryce Gibbs. Morning to you, Gibbs E. Morning, Hazy. Yes, I'm, I'm excited today. The weather's finally starting to turn up. Mm. Just puts you instantly in a good mood. It's really good, isn't it? It's almost like at 8.32 and a half on a Saturday morning, that intro plays, and you just flick. You You flick it, don't you? The air guitar comes out, and away you go. (laughs) And then you know you're on. You know you're in for a good couple of days. You know your weekend starts. Oh, yes. Uh, Yeah, as you said, weather's pretty solid. Um, Solid conditions last night for the Australians to just, just get the job done against, against Afghanistan. Put the question out there nice and early, 0427-154-166. Is everyone off this Australian team? It just sort of feels like they're not as well supported as previous Australian teams. In saying that, I was on board last night because Kane Richardson was playing. But if Richo wasn't playing, I'm not sure I had much interest. So I kind of followed the teams where Richo, Alex Carey or Travis Head are playing in. Yeah, the, uh, the good South Aussie boys. You're spot on there. And yeah, it has been a little bit underwhelming, hasn't it? Uh, what do you think about the tournament in general, though? Like, I mean, we've seen some big, big crowds uh, when... The, the Indians have played the Pakistanis and uh, a couple of those big games, but uh, it's sort of been, has it been a little bit underwhelming, this World Cup? It's been extremely underwhelming. Um, and what I've noticed with T20 international cricket is that we're invested as long as Australia is in the tournament and doing well. So tonight, Sri Lanka needs to beat England. That's probably not going to happen. Yep. And Australia will be out. So what will happen for the rest of the tournament? I don't really know because I probably won't be watching. Yeah, and I know that uh, I think, SA are going to hold one of the semi-finals. So depending on who gets in that, what sort of crowd rocks up there, knowing that the Aussies aren't going to be playing or it's going to be very unlikely that the Aussies are going to, aren't going to be playing. But, um, yeah, I mean, they nearly pinched it in mm. Afghanistan, didn't they? Yes. What's about uh, Rashid Khan? Yeah. I mean, everyone sits there and goes, yeah, sure, he's the best uh, T20 bowler on the planet. We know that. That's absolutely locked in. But Jeezy's handy with the bat. That wasn't unusual to see that last night because he's done it a lot with the strikers. It's one of those blokes who he kind of comes to the crease and you go, hang on, hang on a second. Um, Rashid Khan can um, flick the ball for six at any given moment and he's very, very handy. And that's the other thing. With 12 balls to go, I found myself rooting for Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, that, that shouldn't happen. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't. But uh, no, you're right. He, he knows the ground well, though. Knows the conditions. Obviously played a lot of cricket there. And uh, yeah, they nearly got over the line late there. But um, so you, you were, it did cross your mind, did it? You just oh. nearly fist pumping oh, especially, as, as, as they got closer. Yeah, especially with two balls to go. I was like, well, come on, just give us a six here. <laughs> Rashy boy, and let's see what happens. Let's make this really, really interesting. Um, so yeah, your interest in this current Australian team, and it's not a knock on any of it, just sort of feels like they're not quite as supported. I'm seeing a lot of that sort of talk as well float around on social media. So I would love your thoughts, 0427 154 166. And who better to talk about cricket with than Barat Sundarason, who is 
Look, is there anyone better than uh, this young man at talking cricket? I don't think so. On a world stage as well. SEN's very, very own. So uh, we're going to speak to him at 10 o'clock and get a World Cup update. But yes, was it as attended as it should have been as well last night? What crowd? I didn't see the final crowd. I didn't see the exact figure at the end, but lot of empty seats, a yeah. lot of empty seats. And I think I can comfortably say that the game beforehand, and particularly uh, when it's a team that involves either India or Pakistan or even Sri Lanka, they're getting bigger crowds than the Australian crowds on their home deck. Yeah. That's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, and did I hear something that going forward after the the, the, the big crowds at the MCG and, and how, how good the atmosphere was, did I hear something that they might hold a mm-hmm. test match here in uh, in Australia yep. between India and Pakistan in the future? Yep. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> good start. Wow. Can you imagine the, the MCG packed 90,000? Every day for five days over a test match. It'll be unbelievable. It'll be a festival. It'll be just a ridiculous festival. And I want to go. I would go. I would put my hand up and have a look myself. I would love fly over and have a look. to head to an MCG test match with India and Pakistan because that would be one of those sporting things that you should tick off the bucket list. There'd be nothing quite like experiencing Indian cricket in India when obviously the Indians, and for the most part, they are always going pretty well. But just the passion that comes with every single delivery, yeah, that's something that I would absolutely like to get involved with. And who would have thought that a couple of years ago when you're sitting there going, well, Australia needs to make some money in terms of cricket, so we're going to have more tests at the MCG. <laughs> hey, what's the next step? Who's Australia going to play? Oh, no, 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 Don't no. Don't worry no. about it. Don't worry. Australia's not going to play. <laughs> we're going to bring in Pakistan and India. That's when we'll make some money. I'm in and just have a $90,000 90000 $90, people event festival cricket festival it'd be it'd be unbelievable and they go they go nuts mm. every ball they're always cheering the drums are going in the background the the chants are going it's it's proper it's proper fun yeah really really good stuff i uh, get involved this morning talking all things cricket 0427 154 166 uh jared polek got the sack during the week of course he had a year to go on his contract that big giant contract i think it was five years five years at the time for a lot of money it just in their words as well, it just hasn't worked. So this morning, we're going to go through some of those big deals across world sport that haven't quite worked. And some of them, for whatever reason, maybe it's injury and other things, off-pitch or off-field things, they haven't worked, off-court things. But some of the other ones where athletes sign these giant contracts purely based on potential, and they nowhere near live up to that potential, they're the ones you go, well, what were they thinking? Yeah, we've obviously got a few in uh, in the AFL space, but uh, you know, some of the the contracts in in the NBA, uh, the EPL, um, the NFL, some of those when we're talking about multi million dollar contracts, uh, and then for whatever reason that the player is a complete bust or gets injured or for whatever other reason just flops, uh, and then. It, uh, it looks a bit silly, so uh, there's a few good ones uh, on the list. There are some good ones. If you've got a good example, please text it through 0427154166 or give us a call, uh, 1-300-736-736. We'll do that before 10.30. Uh, the other thing we need to talk about this morning, of course, Gibbsy, is what we would call, it feels like the new recruits, and that is when a player has been injured for the entire year and they come back into the system. So before uh, 9 o'clock, we want to talk about the guys coming back in for Port Adelaide and the Crows. So for the Crows, it's Rory Sloan. He's been out with a knee injury. And for Port Adelaide, it's Scott Lysett. You really get used to sometimes, a year is a long time in football, and you get used to a new setup with some of these key players when they're back. And I love 
when these players come back and you almost look at them like new recruits and go, oh, wow, that's right. This guy makes a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. And you could probably throw Orazio Fantasia in there as well. Spot on. I mean, yeah. he, was, he did get back, but uh, still had some, uh, some troubles. But, uh, and and these, these players can make a huge difference in, in your side. Having a, the best um, part of 12 months out, uh, and those names we, you just named are, are important players, like Sloan, Scotty Lysett. Like they play a big, big role in, in both of those teams. So uh, to have them back is an absolute bonus, and uh, we'll, we'll chat through what impact they can have uh, for 2023. Um, the other thing we need to talk about as well, Eddie Maguire's little piece of audio with Millsy, Rob Mills, during the Melbourne Cup coverage. Very, very good little piece. So... Uh, we want to talk about the off-air disasters, and it happens, what you need to know, uh, an insight, anytime you work in anything that is involved in media, where there's any sort of microphone anywhere, you always, always have to assume that it's on. You can't say anything. I mean, off-air, Gibbsy's always trying to tell you his deepest and darkest secrets. I'm like, just, just relax, Gibbsy. We'll go for coffee afterwards, all right? We'll talk about it. And he starts singing, and he starts telling me, you know, what he wants to do after and what his plans are tonight. I'm like, well, just, just relax, mate, okay? Keep those thoughts to yourself. Don't produce it to, uh, <laughs> to the world, mate. Because the mic is definitely listening. Uh, sometimes the mic uh, does its own thing and turns itself on. Hang on. Um, so there's been some good examples yep. across the uh, journey. Good little examples in this country as well, but some good ones abroad. Um, so I, I remember we were, maybe a couple of years ago, we had a few little technical issues with the uh, panel here at SEN. Yeah, a few the old, little, the few little gremlins. Few little system. gremlins. <laughs> Just tap dancing uh, on the panel. How many times have you said that in the last four years? He's played gremlins. (laughs) I'll tell you what, we've got rid of them for the time being. Uh, In this particular time, um, for whatever reason, it would tell you that the mic was on. So it would tell you that it was off and it was actually on and it would stay on. So Kane and I had a couple of really, really solid chats, which were going to air. And then straight away, as soon as you say something silly, and a couple of times I dropped um, a few expletives just in general conversation. Text line would just blow up. You guys are on air. You guys are on air. You just said this. You just said this. And your heart just absolutely sinks. Um, so just be careful, okay? You just be careful. That's, I, I dare say that's a pretty good pretty good uh, advice right there. Yeah. Do you know what? You know, you'll be fine. Going forward. I've never heard you say a bad word about anyone. Okay. <laughs> just a nice bloke. Just a nice guy. With a really sharp haircut too, it must be said. That's, hey, that's thank, very fresh. Thank you for noticing. Uh, day or too old? No, yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, it's fresh. I can still smell it like freshly cut it's grass. Fresh. Only freshly cut hair. It's got that new hair smell. Yeah. You know what the saying goes, hazy, look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> and you're playing at the moment, so I assume you've got some kind of a buck show or something on tonight. Yeah, there might be a few festivities happening uh, around town later on today. So um, just uh, preparing as usual. Speaking of preparations, how'd you go last night? Good sleep? Uh, no, nah, not really. Oh, no. Nah. What's up? No, I wanted to tell you. Has this ever happened to you before? This is really strange. So, We accidentally have 12 beers and don't sleep at all? <laughs> no, I should have had 12 Whoops. beers. I would have actually made me sleep. So, you know, some of those nights you're, you're just really restless. You know, you're, you're thinking. There's things going on in your life. Um, and you just, you know, you've, you've got a busy mind and you can't sleep. Well, it's been happening to me the last couple of nights. And last night I was just fed up. I'm like, I'm going to get up. I, I wanted, I'm going to do something. And... This is really strange. And have you ever done anything like this before, Hazy? Impulse, just do something that you, you, you wouldn't normally do. I hate running, right? I, I don't like it. Which is strange because running speaks very highly of you. I'm not good at it and I don't like it. And 
if it's an if it's an effort for me to go for a run. Yep. So anyway, last night at three thirty, I decided to get up and go for a run. Oh wow! To I don't I don't know what came across me. I don't know why I did this, and I love my sleep more than anyone. So for me to get up and lose an hour mm. not sleeping, and to go for a run, which I hate doing, at three thirty in the morning. I just I couldn't work out what was going on. See, that is just ridiculous. Is that so strange? It is a little bit strange because usually when I wake up at three thirty and I feel the need to do some cardio, I'll go into different areas. Certainly won't go for a run. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just go back to sleep. But yeah, actually, it's funny that you should say that. About two years ago, same thing, three o'clock, couldn't sleep, and I knew that I wasn't going to get back to sleep. So yeah, I got up and I went to the gym, and then felt really good. Went to work and everything. I thought, okay. Could we make this a bit of a pattern? I did it for a good solid year. Oh, you stuck to it? Yeah, so I was getting up at 3.30 every single morning, going to the gym and getting everything done and then coming to work here at SCNSA. It's not sustainable. I got to the stage where I almost broke down because we and my wife's uh, got me involved in this little app where basically she's trapped me up and, and measured my sleeping patterns. I was averaging about four hours a night. So it's yeah, just that'll, that'll, purely that'll not good for you. Yeah, it will definitely you. <laughs> get you. So when you watch Kobe Bryant documentaries and he's like, sleeps for the week and all that kinds of things. Yeah, he, he was wrong. Yep. You should definitely sleep more than four hours a night. Um, but yeah, I tried to do that. So yeah, I, I know exactly how you're feeling. Is there going to be some sort of a routine? Do you, do you feel better for it? Well, do you know what? Like, and because as I said, I, I hate running, but it was actually quite peaceful in the early hours of the morning. There was no mm. one around. Um, I was able just to be with my own thoughts and, um, yeah, it was really strange. It can be a little bit intimidating and sometimes I would go for a run at the uni loop yep. and doing it sort of quarter to four in the morning and you've got headphones on, you do start imagining, well, what if someone, someone jumps out of the yeah. bushes and tries to tackle me and next thing you know, it's on. <laughs> or you just run faster, run away. Well, yeah. But anyway, I just uh, that was something that uh, I've never done before, and just added out of the absolute blue that I was like, "Yep, this is what I'm going to do," and hopped That's up nice. and did it. And I was like, "Ah, oh, good stuff. Geez. How far? About five k. About five k. That'll do. That was enough. That'll do. That awesome. was enough. Uh, you've burned some calories now. Put twenty five beers in your guts tonight. Done me, uh, done me steps for the day. So uh, I'm away. I'll undo it all in about uh, three hours time. Good for you. Burnt three hundred fifty calories, and now have about eighteen thousand calories tonight. <laughs> Works, doesn't it? That's just pure, simple math. That's what happens. <laughs> uh, this uh, text, I'm not sure where it's from, but thank you for texting us this information. They said the crowd was just over 18,000. That's yeah, not good. That, not for the Aussies playing in uh, an international T20 World Cup. It's, uh, it's, that's unders. It's certainly way unders. Mm. Uh, this one from Brett. Good morning to you, great man. He said, I think the Australian public has fallen out of love with the Australian cricket team because of all the dramas and dodgy selections over the past 15 years. But I always support the South Aussie boys playing for Australia. And these days, I prefer to watch the Strikers, men and women, and Redbacks and Rashi last night. What a star. I, I could not have said that better myself from Brett. So I, I have an interest in wherever the South Australian boys are. And last night, I was like, you know what? I know Kane Richardson has left. He lives in Queensland now. But I'm still going, okay, Richard's playing. I'm, I'm on board. I'll have a look. Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. They shouldn't. It I mean, shouldn't. back in the day when I was a kid, I was so obsessed with anyone who got anywhere near Australian selection. Yeah. Did you have a favourite player as a kid? Because I I got a vivid player who I just loved, and I was left field. But did, oh, did you have a favourite player? As a you kid? Uh, you, you strike me as a uh, Colin Funky Miller fan. 
<laughs> Not Colin Funky Miller. <laughs> what about him back in the day? Funky Miller, what an absolute character he was. I loved Michael Bevan. Oh, you... <laughs> what? <laughs> yours was really? That was not set up either. Uh, what about Bevo Michael when he Bevan. played against Pakistan in his test debut? And I think he made 82. Number seven, just come in when the, the Aussies, especially in the one days, yep. the Aussies needed saving. He'd just come in and just slap a quick 60 off of uh, 30 balls and get him Easy. over the line. Oh, and do you know what he used to do as well? It made me want to get married as a kid so I could do it. And that was, I think he'd wear his wedding ring <laughs> as a necklace around his neck. I'd be like, that's so cool. Michael Bevan's doing it. I can't wait to get okay. married so I can do that. <laughs> so I can be like Bevo. <laughs> All right, some good texts already coming in, so keep them coming through. 0427154166. Uh, let's talk about the key players returning uh, for Port Adelaide and the Crows next. That is the likes of Rory Sloan, Scotty Lysett, Orazio Fantasia. Uh, keep the conversation going. You can give us a call up until 10.30. 736. Big thanks to our very good friends at Solitaire Volkswagen. The new performance R range is now at Solitaire Volkswagen. 10 to 9, good morning. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA, with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, good morning to you. It is six minutes to nine. It's a nice little off-air chat about Michael Bevan. What an absolute superstar he was. Just, oh, I mean, iconic. And I just got obsessed with the fact that he wore this chain around his neck with his wedding <laughs> ring on it. I was like, oh, that's why I want to get married when I'm an older boy. Um, your favourite 90s cricketer, 0427 154 166, without even setting it up. We unanimously agree that was Michael <laughs> we just, Bevan. We just went bang, didn't we? <laughs> I was telling we, they used to I, uh, remember vividly the the Wheat Bix campaigns they used to get behind the cricketers, and they had this card series uh, in the Wheat Bix box. And I, I was a Wheat Bix kid growing up anyway, but geez, I went through a few boxes to try and land the Michael Bevan <laughs> <laughs> Wheat Bix Aussie cricket card. Don't worry about that. The good old days where you'd eat an entire box of cereal just to get to the prize. Or the fact that you have to eat another box of cereal to get a new price. Just to keep going. Uh, we are powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Coming to you live from SNSA Studio Lumo SA, right in the heart of the city, 1 King William Street. Um, let's talk about some of the players returning from injury for our sides next year. We'll start with Port Adelaide. Scotty Lysett is back. He'll be back uh, to take the position as number one ruckman, which is huge. We got used to him being out, as you do when a player is out for an entire year of footy. And then what we did learn is that uh, Jeremy Finlayson just an outstanding job as this person who can ruck, but also turns into this midfielder as soon as the ball hits the ground. And we've known that Charlie Dixon can do that for a long time. Ideally, you want Dixon staying as a full-time forward. I mean, Jeremy Finlayson now, for me, is the ultimate swing man. Uh, Lysa comes back in, and does this shake things up at all, or does he just purely resume where he was two years ago? Because if he does, I like that. I He'll be a, a massive inclusion, Scotty Lysa. There's no doubt about that, and they 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 unearthed um, Finlayson in the ruck. Like they they didn't, but like they wouldn't have planned that at all, even in their preseason thinking that he could go and do what he did. And he did bits and pieces that like level. that at GWS, but not as much as a, of a full time basis no, that he did last year. They uh, they had they were forced to think on their feet, Port Adelaide, and they they didn't have many other options either. But uh, what what he did, not only competing against his uh, his ruck opponent, but the follow-up, and he was like an extra on baller. Yep. Like, he reminded me of Matty Cruiser when, when he used to ruck for Carlton. He was just as good on the ground than he was uh, in the actual ruck contest. So, um, or he, he'll be back up again. There's, there's no doubt about that, uh, Jeremy Finlayson. But to have Scotty back in, uh, his ruck craft is, is unbelievable. He'll give this new... 
young, exciting midfield. Uh, a lot of first look looks at uh, the ball around the stoppages, and um, he's going to help this team jump significantly, I reckon, uh, in 2023. So it's always the question going into the season, isn't it? With the, the new age uh, ruck formation, is it one designated ruckman and someone else who's probably a forward pinch hits, or do you have two ruckmen in tandem? So I reckon there's more and more sides that are doing that, where there's two genuine ruckmen just helping each other out. You've got Scotty Lyson, he's the man, we know that. Who supports him? Have you got Jeremy Finlayson doing what he did last year, or have you got someone like a Brintequel or maybe a Sam Hayes coming in for support? I've got Jeremy Finlayson backing him up, and then if Charlie Dixon, for whatever reason, is having a quiet day, uh, you throw him in just to get him on ball and, and get him running around. But uh, I, I, I can't see them playing two genuine ruckmen in that side. Right, just, they okay. just don't need to. Jeez. Even like Power Pepper was taken before 50 ruck contests at, yep. at some stages as well. So I think we've seen that evolve over the last couple of years and probably started with Sean Grigg, didn't it? Yep. Uh, four or five years ago to, to say that you actually you don't need two genuine ruckmen to, to compete and win games of footy. Good ruck depth now for Port Adelaide as well. Lysa, Tickle, Hayes, Vizentini who's progressing beautifully in the sample. Um, so the other one as well, and it's obvious, Aratio Fantasia. It's as simple as this. If his body lets him, he will be a huge, you'd call him an addition for Port's forward line. And what it, what it does is it creates in even more in-house competition. So you look at some of the, the small forwards they've got at the moment, and then you've got uh, a resting midfielder as well that'll be down there. Sam Pepper has played more of a, a permanent forward role sort of pressure forward role uh, in the last 12 months as well. So all of a sudden, if, if they're all up and going, they all can't play. Mm. So it's, uh, it's going to be tight for spots, which is, which is what you want. Absolutely. Which, which is, which is, which is a, a sign of a good footy side. Good spot to be in. Um, I don't think you'll find too many people who aren't big fans of the way that Rory Sloan goes about it. So Crows fans absolutely love him, and I think opposition fans admire the way that he uh, plays the game of football. He comes back in, and I suppose the big question is, does he go into the midfield? And when I say midfield, is he in the guts or is he on a wing or is he resting up forward? In your world, where do you see him um, injecting back into that Crows lineup? Yeah, I'm in really intrigued with how the Crows and Sloney are, are going to go about this. Um, I was really surprised that he was so determined to to come back and, and have another crack at it. Um, I, I feared that he might have been done uh, after doing it. But, um, I mean, he's the ultimate professional, the the amount of time and hours and, and due diligence he would have done, knowing him, would have done on his knee to and his fitness to, to absolutely hit the ground running to to come back and play footy. No one will be able to ever question him on that side of things. With his age, where does he play? Like I just don't, I can't see him playing as a genuine centre square midfielder anymore. I, that's just my gut feeling. I think he'll he'll want to. There's no doubt about that. But he'll be also happy to play whatever roles needed for, for the team. And I think they'll start him at half forward and then pinch hit through the midfield. And um, whether that works or not, we'll, you know, only time will tell. But uh, you know, Adelaide now have got a pretty pretty stacked forward line with, with uh, Rochelle, what he did last year. We've got Isaac Rankin coming in, um, you know, Tex. Darcy Fogarty started to, to step up and take his game to another level. Phil Thorpe will, will be there again. So all of a sudden, it's it's going to be pretty hard to, to squeeze into to that side. So you know him better than most. 
Um, and we purely talk from a football perspective because we're not inside the four walls. But how valuable is his leadership? Oh, th- th- and that will never be questioned, his leadership. The amount of work he, he puts in off the field and, and away from the training track in terms of helping guys and setting the club culture. And, like, he's one of the best I've seen, uh, knowing, knowing him well. So, um, oh, absolutely, even when he was injured, the, the amount of coaching and, and helping out he, he was doing to, to help his teammates get better, uh, we, we certainly saw that. And, uh, you know, the, the players around him will feel lifted that, that he's back out there playing with him. But will he be able to have the same impact that he has had in the past? Um, that's what I'm intrigued to see. Um, all right, so let's continue the conversation via the text line 0427-154-166. On that as well, I keep sending through your favourite 90s cricketers. And this one from Shane in Northhaven. Good morning to you, mate. He said, favourite 90s cricketer is an obscure one, but Murphy Sewer, Sewer, I think it's pronounced, from New Zealand. I don't remember Murphy's work. No, I can't remember Murphy Sewer. I'm going to uh, look him up. Mind you, when... When I was uh, following the cricket in the 90s, there was only one team, and that was Australia. So I didn't really know too many other international cricketers, to be fair. Yeah. Do you know I was a massive fan of? Uh, and obviously, he would have been absolutely huge over in Kiwiland, and that was Chris Cairns. Chris Cairns. Chris Cairns. It's referenced quite a lot, Chris Cairns. Yeah, Chris Cairns. That was a bloke who yeah, just sort of looked at Chris Cairns and he thought, you know what? I don't think he's going to be short of attention at the bar. That sort of operator. He was a big, He's that big sort of presence him. about him. Uh, all right, Kevin, coming through. Coming up next, we're going to tell you exactly what's happening around Adelaide, what you can get up to across Adelaide today. Um, and we're, we want to talk about some of these big contracts in sport, uh, not just the AFL, but world sport, which haven't quite gone to plan. If you've got a nomination, please send it through. 0427154166. Thanks to Solitaire Volkswagen. That's where you'll find the new performance R range and Lumo Energy SA. We are powered by Lumo SA. It's three minutes past nine. Let's get into the newsroom. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, it is five minutes past nine, 0427 154 166. Some of those obscure, um, forgotten cricketers of the 90s. You've got a good one, I've got a ripper. Um, Paul Adams. (laughs) Paul Adams. (laughs) South African, uh, what was he, an off spinner or leg spinner? Yeah. He was wrist spinner. Like into a... Frog in a blender. Frog in the blender. He'd almost <laughs> dislocate his neck with every oh, delivery. It was outrageous. I, I imagine him. that's how you would bowl a cricket ball, Tommy. Although you were a pretty keeper, close. weren't you? Yeah, I was a keeper. I was uh, pretty average uh, at all skills of cricket. So um, the way I got into the side was as a wicket keeper. There you go. Um, should we do a little what's happening across Adelaide today? Does it feel like the weather's good enough to do something like that? In South Australia, around Cape What's on in SA? All right, Climate Trade Centre at Regency Park has the best steak and prices, what you need, when you need it. The weather should be pretty good across Adelaide today. And if you were in town last night, you would have seen the cricket. And if you did go as well, send us a text, 0427 154 166. Uh, what was the atmosphere like? Because there's only 18,000 people there. We thought that there should have definitely been more people. Um, and we put the question out there, is everyone just a little bit off the Australian team? I mean, I must say that my interest was tweaked just a little bit because Kane Richardson uh, got a late call-up. But apart from that, I mean, I'd be much more interested if Alex Carey or Travis Head was involved. Maybe it's just a T20 setup. I've got to wait for the one day as the test team before we see Carey and Head. Yeah, it was a little bit underwhelming, wasn't it? And to only get the 18,000 people there, and on a Friday night too, so there was no real excuse uh, not to head down. Hazy, you should have gone down there. The weather was pretty good. The weather was pretty good. And I don't know, did people just think that we'd 
would just put them away pretty easily? I think Afghanistan. so. Well, probably. You know, we should, probably should have put them away by a fair bit more than just four runs. But, oh, well, that's okay. We're getting there. Um, what can we do across Adelaide today? Well, I'm just uh, waiting for my sheet to come. What so, have you got? Because uh, I, I wait for this each and every week. I said, here we go. You ready? Three, two, one. Get ready to lock in some plans. Bryce Gibbs, go. Now, you you wouldn't read about it, but the uh, Asia Festival is still, oh, st- what? still on until tomorrow, Hazy. You beauty. This is the uh, gift that keeps giving. Get cultured and see the amazing show with incredible food and, of course, drinks all along King William Street and the CVD. Asia is a showcase of the best theatre, dance, music, visual arts, film, food, culture events across Asia and Australia. Come to the Oz Asia Festival. It is still on until tomorrow. <laughs> Very good stuff. Oh, hey, I'm in. I'm sold. I'm in. Thank, I, think, I think I've said this a few times. Hazy, go and get cultured. <laughs> hey, Vance Joy's on tonight. Vance Joy. Along with the Rubens. They're playing at Glenelg Beach. 6.30 for Vance's It's a Long Way Home Tour. So just Google the event there. There may be some tickets left. Vance Joy could be one of my favourite artists of all time. And... There was a little article, I can't remember the exact figures, there's a little article that was written a few days ago and just goes through some of the Aussie artists and how they're going financially. I'm talking Vance Joy, Tones and I, et cetera. Yeah, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Happy days. They're not, uh, they're not struggling. No, oh, I just, Vance Joy doesn't know how to make a bad song. He's good. Gets his little uh, ukulele or banjo or yeah. whatever he wants to get out and play a few tunes. He's, he's good. I reckon, I reckon it was Werribee. He used to play in the VFL. Did you know that? Vance Joy used to play for Werribee in the VFL. I guarantee you. You've looked at me like I've just asked if I could have a bath with your wife. I fair dinkum think you're having me on. He's <laughs> giving me the most disdained look of all time. Yeah, right. I'll, get, I'll look that up. I'll get back to you. Yep. Werribee, I reckon it was. I'm not sure if he was playing league footy. He was playing the twos, but a massive Aussie rules football fan. And I think the story goes along the lines of, like, he, he wanted to play footy properly, but was also playing the guitar and playing a bit of music. He was very good at it. I think he chose the right path. If you do see this article, he's making tens of millions of dollars. So Vance Joy is an absolute star. Morfittville Spring Carnival ends with a bang on Stakes Day. That's happening from 11 a.m. So you can celebrate the prestigious Group 1 McKinnon Stakes on the big screens while enjoying the thrilling local racing live on the track and just mix it responsibly with your favourite um, sort of refreshment. I can confirm. Former Aussie Rules footballer, Vance Joy. There you go. Was it Werribee? Uh, just let me get one thing at a, out at a time. It's good radio. <laughs> we'll get back to you. Mate. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get back to you. I'll, we'll say we'll say it's Werribee. All right. Any other plans? Let us know. What should we be doing across Adelaide today? Because the weather's going to be okay. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Uh, a big shout out to our very good friends at Solitaire Volkswagen. That's where you find the new performance R range. Good morning. Live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. I mean, the text line's just going absolutely ballistic. 0427 154 166. And then a hero came along. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs, just a quick little insight behind the scenes this morning. We couldn't find the stapler anywhere. A few little accusations that maybe someone else who was in here previously had stolen it. And then Bryce Gibbs, out of nowhere, like an absolute hero, a gift from the heavens, emerges with the stapler. Well done, Gibbsy. What does a stapler <laughs> and a coffee machine have in common? Both black. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, that's where I found it. <laughs> okay. There you go. The staple was on next the, to the coffee on machine. On the coffee machine. Oh, what right. is going on in this place? What is happening? It's an absolute mess. Let's straighten up and talk about some of these obscure, our beautiful 90s cricketers that really, really got us as youngsters really excited. I don't think he ever played for Australia. Does anyone remember Richard Cheekwee? <laughs> no. Richard Cheekwee? I, I know the name, absolutely, yeah. but can't remember him playing. Batsman for New South Wales. Richard Cheekwee. Richard Cheekwee. Yeah. Look him up. Had a pretty solid, reasonably solid first-class career. Uh, again, don't think he played for Australia, but Tommy, you had one. Yeah, well, if we're talking, firstly, my favourite cricketer as a kid was Mark Waugh. Of course. He was So just, elegant. The GM, so, Gunner Moore. Cavalier in the way he that just- Steve. Steve, was it? Yeah. No. <laughs> he was a, a V-man, Mark. Oh, v-100. Sorry. Yeah. I- <laughs> So I was close. Out of 50 50. You just throw it out. Hey, good kookaburra, man. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky he didn't let that slide by. I used to, I had his bat. I had his, um, all, all his equipment. He was cavalier with his shots. He was a little bit more, I don't know, more exciting than Steve, although Steve was obviously the better player. But for obscure, do you remember? I, I only remember his nickname as the Witchy Grub, and he played for Sri Lanka and he was overweight. Significantly, but he was an excellent player. As Mattia, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to Google it, but he was a really good batsman. So it's not Sanath, Jace I think it is, yeah. Was it Mark Cosgrove? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it? it was Mark Cosgrove. Because <laughs> he wasn't called the Witchy Grove. <laughs> But he would, what he would, he would always at critical times in the game get a runner out <laughs> to run for it. <laughs> he'd just sit, yeah. stand there and slash and at he it, would and just then stand he'd, and he'd deliver. Let someone yeah. else run. That yeah. reeks of Sanat's work. Yeah, just getting a runner. Oh, I think I've got a twinge of <laughs> Miami. He hated running. He loved eating, and he loved cricket. Uh, you don't get those guys anymore. Though the um, ones who can get away with being a little bit overweight nah. in cricket now. Good. Um, you've got some nominations for some of those obscure or just your favourite 90s cricketers when it was just, they were so iconic. I mean, Gibbs was talking about before, you just rifle through maybe 10 to 20 wee picks a day to try and get to the bottom and find your little <laughs> prize Michael Bevan card. Did it ever turn up? Oh, I, I did eventually get it. It was, it was about 15 boxes later, though. Next uh, yeah. next minute, Bryce has developed a gluten intolerance. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot of wheat. Uh, so 0427 154 uh, It's been a good, solid, fun couple of weeks, Tommy. Yeah, it has. Uh, I've noticed as the time has gone on and as we've become more comfortable together, you and Bryce have just loosened up the screws mm. and really become quite flowy and loosey with your loosey. Co- conversations and language. And um, I was w- watching a bit of reality TV last night. I noticed the way they edit them is magical. They can make them become people that they're not. The way that they edit them to say, oh, grab a couple of words here and we'll pair it up with a couple of words and it makes them seem some way that they're not. And I thought, I'd oh, just give it a go with um, you and Bryce. Some of the things you've said over the last week. So it's getting a real theme coming across. Have a listen. I'm an absolute couch pig. You've actually got beautiful, plumpy. Oh. I reckon you've got calf implants. Ooh, I'm naked. <laughs> Why am I naked? <laughs> I just need to be stimulated. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, that's yeah, good. Yeah, we like that. What's that website again? Blood flow issues. <laughs> Catch up on some history. Yeah. <laughs> www. <laughs> Stimulation. I can't wait for it. Sometimes it takes you a while to, to work out these things and get out of my face, Bryce Gibbs. For goodness sake. Nah, nah. Don't ever do that. <laughs> no, it's okay to be in love. Well, we will, 
but uh, <laughs> due diligence with this. What's going on here? Blood flow issues. Ooh, what about a little tattoo just above your own bum there? I love having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, I don't remember having that conversation, but it sounded like us. I think it is us. Yeah, it certainly is you, and I'm getting a real strong theme coming through (laughs) from you too. A bit of chemistry. That's some Uh, serious chemistry by uh, that audio. Blood flow issues. Blood flow issues. (laughs) Sounds like there isn't any blood flow issues whatsoever. Certainly not in this studio, no. (laughs) Very good. There you go. Good stuff. Tommy Lyon joining us this morning. Uh, Keep text coming through 0427 154 166. Big show still to come. We're going to speak to Barat Sundarayson at 10 o'clock. He's going to give us everything we need to know in regards to the T20 World Cricket Cup and what Australia needs to do to progress to the next stage. 19 minutes past nine. Good morning. Live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, powered by Luma Energy SA this morning. For goodness sake, someone put some handcuffs on the text machine because it is out of control. It is wild. 0427 154 166 is the number. And so many texts coming through just confirming who that Sri Lankan cricketer is. When all else fails and you're lost and you need some information, you just go to the text line and you can rely on it every single time. (laughs) So everyone who's texted saying it's Ranatunga. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Just get a, a nice little text from uh, SEN's very own as well, one of the best voices in South Australian sport, and that is Paul Bonza. Uh, I'm not going to read exactly what he wrote. I'll just try and edit it. He said, uh, Tommy's cricketer is former Sri Lankan captain, uh, Ranatunga, who when Ian Healy sledged him for being fat, he said, that's because every time I something, something with your wife, she gives me a biscuit. <laughs> that's, I remember <laughs> that's that. That's a famous, yeah, famous that sledge. That is a famous sledge, yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, the other big famous sledge was Mark War getting told that um, sledging, I think was an English cricketer, uh, said, you're not the best, uh, you're absolutely awful. And he said, well, at least I'm the best cricketer in my family. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, what about Dean War? <laughs> nah. Big Dino. Big Dean War didn't do too much. Um, all right, good text. Uh, once again, that number, 0427 154 166. Um, did you do some research on Richard Cheekwee? No, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> haven't got to that yet? I found a good list, though, of... The best. I got a team of '90s iconic '90s players. Oh, take us it. through. You want me to go through? Yes, please. And nicknames as well. Yeah. All right. Mark War. Yep. J- junior. Yep. Of course. Mark Taylor, Tubby. Yep. Ricky Ponting, punter. Mm-hmm. Darren Lehman, Boof. Yep. Steve War, Tugger. Mm-hmm. Our man, Michael Bevan, Bevo. Bevo, classic. Ian Healy, heels. <laughs> Good. Good strong nickname. Shane Warne. Warney or Hollywood. <laughs> Paul Rifle, Pistol. Yep. Damien Fleming, Flemo. Glenn McGrath, Pigeon. And 12th man, Adam Gilchrist, Gilly. No one's beaten that team, that's, by the way. That's sensational. That is just ridiculous. So that's iconic late 90s ultimate team. So wasn't it just so different back there in terms of the, the aggression with batting as well? you got Mark Taylor in there, who's probably running at about 60 or 70. Uh, per 100 balls. So versus, and I remember back then, how famous was Michael Bevan when he would chalk up these innings where he's like, oh, he's hit 60 from 60 balls. And we're like, oh my God, this guy's crazy with the bat. <laughs> yeah. Now you've got Dave Warner who's somehow hitting 60 off four balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's come a long way. And and uh, you probably add uh, Andrew Simons in that as well when he yes. come onto the, the one day scene. He, he was brilliant to watch as well. I mean, was there anyone more iconic than Andrew Roy Simons. In the it was the night game, he'd come out with a full zinc yes. all over the lips. <laughs> and no one ever questioned it. No one's like, 
Hang on, Roy. That's not protecting you from the sunlight. That's not going to work, but uh, that was his thing. You don't need sun protection from the moonlight. Uh, some good nominations coming through. 0427 154 166. Uh, Barat Sundarayson is our special guest this morning. We're going to speak to him before 10.30, get up to date with everything that we need to know. But in short, Australia, if they're going to progress to the next stage, they need Sri Lanka to upset England. And look, if you ask the bookies, that is probably not going to happen. They want to put a uh, negative slant on it, but when you're re- relying on results like that, you're not in a good spot. Well, we have seen some some big upsets yeah, that's true. in this tournament. So look, if there is a slim chance of it happening, it's happened already in this tournament. Mm. So we can only hope, Hazy. Yep, we can only hope. Uh, unfortunately for the Crows girls, they got smashed by Melbourne last night. They had such a good start too. They raced out of the box and then Melbourne caught up, took control and powered home. So first qualifying final went to the Demons, but uh, that is the beauty of the double chance and finishing the top four. The Crows will be back next week. Um, and they'll be playing in Unley, at Unley rather. They'll definitely be playing in South Australia. Yep. That's what we've heard as well. Uh, and then tonight, the Adelaide 36ers taking on the Perth Wildcats. The Wildcats have been struggling, and the Sixers, really, really good, solid, nice win um, against the Hawks the other night. Yeah, well, they needed to. They, they had a big lead, the 36ers, and then all of a sudden it was uh, – they got, got it back within about five, and I thought, oh, yep. no, here we go again. Bit of deja vu here, but uh, no, nah, the professional outfit that they did, they uh, put them away comfortably, but um, yeah, they should take care of, of Perth tonight, you would think. Yep. And are you coming up too? Do you, have you, has your calf come up for the, uh, not the, the 36ers game, the, the, the main event, yeah. which is being played before that? <laughs> it's a pre-game. Uh, so yes, I had a little fitness test this morning. Good to go. Looking forward to it. So... I'm flat, I'm flat I was a late withdrawal. <laughs> I was going to post you up all night. Oh, the likes of uh, Source Jacobs is in. And Big Source, like you've mentioned, plays. He plays. Knows what he's re- doing. Regularly on a, on a Friday night. I thought he was coming back from busted ACL, but it turns out he's been playing basketball regularly for a long time. He's going to take this very seriously. Yep. He's going to be good. And he, I'm on his opposite team. He puts on big screens too. So Does he? Watch that. He's... Uh, he, Cheeky like that. Good. He's, All right. he's Richard Cheeky like that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, you tell Source that uh, if you've seen the Redeem team, I'm Kobe, he's Pau Gasol. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to run through perfect. that mother. Perfect. <laughs> do it. Please do it. Put him on his bum. I will not be able to do that. He's a giant, giant man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the big question this morning as well is, are you off the Australian cricket team for whatever reason? I'm seeing a lot of that floating around on social media. It just sort of feels like this particular Aussie team isn't as well supported as previous Australian teams, or is it purely the format as well? I mean, how invested are we in, as a nation, in T20 international cricket, which seems crazy given we're still the defending uh, World Cup champions, but 18,000 last night, and you can't tell me that it would have been full if it was against a powerhouse like India or uh, one of the other sides. It's still Australia playing and a unique opportunity to go see some international cricket at Adelaide Oval the attendance just wasn't there. Yeah, and to get a World Cup of anything in in, uh, in Australia, let alone Adelaide as well, uh, you'd think people would just be uh, jumping at the opportunity to, to head on and, and have a look whether you're a, a cricket fan or not. But uh, that just hasn't been the case, has it? And I, I don't know. I, even the lead-up into the World Cup, like I, I can't really remember seeing much around the, you know, the build-up and hearing oh. about it much... As I thought I would have. We would we would well. joke about it that sometimes you'd open up your phone and you go, hang on, I was just played a game last night. Didn't even know. Yeah, there you go. Wasn't so, much uh, advertising around it at all. But uh, look, they play a lot of cricket now though as well. They like do. The international they schedule do. is very, very full. 
Uh, but you're off the Australian team as a whole. Hope four two seven one five four one double six. I must admit, uh, my interest perked up just a little bit because Kane Richardson was playing, and I'm always interested when Travis Head or Alex Carey are part of the Australian setup. But they haven't been part of this T20 setup. So interesting times ahead. We'll see what happens with Sri Lanka and England. Coming up next, Gibbsy, we want to talk about some of the uh, awful deals across world sport. So Jared Pollock was in the headlines this week. Uh, they have cut ties with him at North Melbourne with a year to go on his contract. But there's some absolute massive blunders on a world sports scale. So, which just absolutely blows some of these AFL deals out of the world. We're talking millions, tens of millions of dollars per year for what effectively has been an absolute bust. I'd like to be involved in a bust if I'm the one getting paid the money. I'm happy to be called a bust if I still pocket my, what's Westbrook going to make this year? $47 million, I think, purely from his salary. And he's coming off the bench now, so... He's a bench player. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad, is it? Unbelievable. All right, let's do that next. It's 9.32. Do you want thanks to Solitaire Volkswagen? That's where you'll find the new performance R range, and we are absolutely powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Good morning. Live across South Australia, welcome to Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, we are powered by Lumo Energy SA this morning. Text line's busy, always busy. 0427 154 166. Can give us a call all the way up until 10.30 as well. one 736 736 Gibbsy, off the back of Jared Pollock, uh, getting squeezed out of North Melbourne with a year to go on his contract, and people saying, well, that was a bad deal. Didn't work for North Melbourne. Well, that pales in comparison to some of these deals which haven't worked in world sport. And I'm talking about NBA, soccer at a high level. There is some ridiculous money that gets thrown about. Baseball's got some big ones as well, where it purely just doesn't work. Now, I'll give you a good example. John Wall, who's still got some good basketball left to play, he's playing now for the Clippers on a modest, I think, two-year $13.2 million deal. Before that, though, 2017 signs a four-year extension worth $170 million, $42.5 per year. These are all... Staggering. It's all US money too, yeah. by the way. Let's not even bother trying to uh, translate into Australian money. It's going to be much, much more profitable. Um, 2019, he ruptures his Achilles after slipping at home. So Lord knows what he was up to. What do you do at home that would lead to rupturing your Achilles? Um, I just feel like it's a bit more than slipping in the shower. Maybe he was playing basketball in the shower. Maybe, maybe he was. Just practicing his handles. Hazel. There you go. Anyway, it just didn't work and he was overpaid. That was a bit of a different one because it was purely through injury. He's an absolute freak when he was up and going, but he's finally now starting to come good. There was a good, I mean, he got paid $42, $43 million and didn't play, and didn't touch a single basketball for an entire season. Nearly, he was nearly out for two years, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, we're still laughing all the way to the bank because uh, the money kept going into his bank account. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few in the in the EPL that I've got here, and they're actually Liverpool supporters. So um, you see a lot like players have really good campaigns for for lesser clubs, and then the big giants, the big four, big five clubs come in and, and poach them and, and play and pay way overs, thinking that they're going to keep going in that on that trajectory. But uh, they some of them never quite make it. So Andy Carroll was one that uh, was. Uh, Signed by Liverpool for thirty-five million from Newcastle, uh, and that's he, pounds too, isn't that's, it? Uh, pounds. Yeah. What, what do I say? Oh, just what thirty-five say? million. Uh, yeah. So thirty-five million pounds. Pounds. Wow. Uh, so that's nearly double um, in Australia money. But so he was pretty good for Newcastle. He helped them get the promotion into the to the Premier League, scoring seventeen times in thirty-nine appearances, and then. Uh, once he got into the uh, in the Premier League, scored eleven times in nineteen matches, so he was he was going pretty well. Then Liverpool came in and swooped, 
He had a obviously a bad run with injury, but he just did not look like it at all. He only scored six times in 44 league appearances for the Reds, which was uh, a pretty big bust. That's a fail. That's a fail. Mm. And one of my favourites growing up, Fernando Torres, 50 million pound, Liverpool to Chelsea. And I reckon um, he cut his hair too, so I reckon this, there's something in this because I remember I cut my hair and Samson turned to uh, an average football player after that. So <laughs> it was obviously big news. Uh, the, Samson Gibbs. The, the well-loved Red uh, went to Chelsea, obviously big rivals, um, and it took him 14 games to actually score before he scored playing for Chelsea. So uh, £50 million in that transfer fee, and he just was not the same player he was at Liverpool. So even bigger bust. There you go. All right. Some good, solid busts coming through as well via the text line. Uh, Timothy Mozgov as well. Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons. He was absolutely overpaid. Chandler Parsons was purely, uh, it was a big giant contract, and they hoped that he would turn into the player uh, that would be able to make that sort of money or play for that sort of money. He just didn't get there, but he was laughing all the way to the bank, just like John Wall. Four but two years, th- 90, 94 mil. Right, Chandler yeah. Parsons. Uh, Timothy Mozgov, four years for $64 million. He did not deserve that sort of money, but that was purely based on uh, potential. The saying as well, Bismack Bambo, four years, $68 million. I didn't even know that he was that for a good of a player. Uh, Luol Deng, this is coming through via the text line, four years, he got $72 million. And at one stage, he was getting paid not to play. <laughs> just sitting on the bench all game. He just wasn't, I don't even know think he was on the bench. He was a free agent and he was still getting paid. This is guaranteed money. That's the best thing about the NBA. Um, one, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert him? Arenas, yep. So he was a proper, he was. He had guns or something in his locker at training. Yeah. He, he, just after signing a six-year, $111 million deal. He had a few demons in the closet. <laughs> Do you reckon they got that wrong, wrong, the uh, the Washington Wizards? Yeah, they kind of definitely got that wrong. Like, I've said that for so long. Like, there's, there's do's and do not do's. And for me... Do turn up to training, give your best, get around the boys, and prepare for the game. Do not bring a gun. <laughs> just Don't do it. Just leave your guns at home. Like, I, I'm a pretty simple man, but I've got a four-year-old coming through. I'm going to say, mate, just no guns. <laughs> Don't take guns to sport. It's pretty simple. Um, Joakim Noah? Yep. Yep. Four years, about 70 mil. $72 million, and a bloke doesn't even shoot. He passes the ball into the hoop. That's what he tries yeah, to do. A, a really unorthodox uh Free throw action. Really strange. So here's another one as well from an NBA perspective. Chris Bosh, five years, $118 million. So straight away people will say, well, Chris Bosh was an absolute star. And he was. And this was not through his doing, but he missed a lot of basketball in the last part of that contract because he had blood clots and all sorts of things. So it was a guaranteed contract. He was still getting paid. But obviously he was such an integral part to the two championships that they won. But, yeah, it just all went south when he had a few health issues. Yeah, and, I mean, when you when these teams are signing these players up, you, you can't forecast those sort of things happening. So you're a little bit unlucky in that circumstance. But, uh, yeah, un, you know, these players, whether they're in the AFL or in the NBA, EPL, whatever it may be, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you're in the right spot at the right oh, time. Yes, and you just absolutely Cash make in. bank. Uh, a lot of text coming through, and still some text coming through. This one came through about 30 seconds ago. It says, Ajuna Ranatunga is the fat guy you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't use that language. We say the guy who um, enjoys second serves of the main meals. 
big Arjuna, the guy who we're just so suspicious when Arjuna would consistently call for a runner. <laughs> well, what do you mean your hamstring's sore? It's always sore. Do you even know which one it is this time? He's just a sucker for the buffet, wasn't he? Oh, and yeah. I, it's hard to do. I remember traveling interstate to play footy. You're staying at a hotel. There's a buffet lunch, a buffet breakfast, and it's hard not to go back for seconds or thirds. You'd say, some blokes. Some blokes are pulling yep. three kilos in two days going, <laughs> on amazing. A, going to play footy interstate. I'm just carb-loading. <laughs> I'm just hungry. Arjuna, what are you doing? Is that thirds? Yes. Are you sure you need that? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. You certainly can uh, overindulge in the, on an interstate trip. You're in charge of that rig. Uh, we're going to bring Tommy Lyon back in there for a bit of uh, uh, next for a bit of fun. Eddie McGuire heard during the week having a little off-air conversation with Rob Mills. Loved it. It's a nice little insight into what happens behind the scenes during some of these big sports telecasts. And credit where it's due, Eddie McGuire is as good as there ever has been as a media performer. Polarizing for some, but I'm a big fan. He, and not, uh, he has said his um, fair few things that haven't quite, Yep. controversial is the word I'm looking for. Yes, he statements. said some controversial things, and I'm certainly not endorsing some of those things. But uh, as a media performer as a whole, he's, I, I think he's been very good. Because the big, uh, I suppose, thing that you're trying to do uh, in a role like that is you're trying to provoke opinion. You're trying to get people talking, trying to get people disagreeing or agreeing. And he absolutely does that. He certainly does. He's been uh, one one of the biggest media uh, influences we've seen in, a, in Australia for for the best part of a couple of decades now, for sure. So, um, and was he was he caught off air again this time? Yeah, he was He's having <laughs> a nice little a, chat with Millsy. Bit a uh, bit of a trend there for, uh, for Eddie. Yeah, we might uh, we might inject as well some little on air blunders as well, just to get uh, Channel 9's Jessica Braithwaite involved. <laughs> 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 nice little piece of audio here. 9.45 on 1629 SENSA. Text line definitely open. Get involved. 0427 154 uh, And yes, it is definitely a Juna Ranatunga who we're thinking of. Uh, can give us a call as well, of course. one 736 736 Thanks to Solitaire Volkswagen and the new performance R range. That is exactly where you'll find it. Live across Australia. Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Giggs. Good text. 0427154166 from Shane in North Haven. He said, how about the greatest baseball contract of all time? US $1.19 million a year from 2011 to 2035 instead of one year of US $5 million. So what uh, Shane's talking about is Bobby Benilla's contract. And now they have Bobby Benilla Day, <laughs> which is July 1st. It's trending on Twitter as it does each and every year on July the 1st. That's because it marks the annual date when former New York Mets player receives $1.2 million from the team despite being retired for over a decade. <laughs> That's so good. How good is that? That's nuts. That's the kind of coin you want, isn't it, Tommy? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yes, please. Hey, uh, Eddie McGuire, early in the week, guys, Melbourne Cup coverage. Somehow he was landed on Channel 10, which was bizarre. But um, Strange, wasn't yeah. it? Strange seeing him holding a Channel 10 mic. Was he lent out for a day or something? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't know. But an off-air conversation caught with Eddie Maguire and Rob Mills, Millsy Mills. And uh, it, it was nice. Nothing bad in it. Hello, mate. Hey, mate. How are you going? How's it all going? Yeah, it's right. We're on fire. Great opening segment. Everyone's... I'm just having a look, Ed. Um, clouds are coming. Yeah. How long do you give it? Uh, what can you feel in your waters? Mate, uh, if Millsy keeps standing up, the sun will shine. We know well, that. Thanks, we, mate. We know where the sun shines from. There you go. It's a nice, wholesome conversation. Yeah, so that, that's fine. But it, it did get me thinking about times when it uh, didn't go so well. 
for people caught off mic. And uh, look, this one, I, I couldn't go past. I've, I've got to throw my <laughs> wife, uh, Jessica Braithwaite, Channel 9's very own, under the bus here. Yes. Now, this was, her, this was actually on mic. She was presenting the weather for Sky News and she just kind of lost control. Another front set to roll through on Tuesday and there's a bit of a, a, a um, train line of uh, fronts rolling through the, uh, the uh, um, <laughs> systems. <laughs> I'm laughing because... <laughs> I'm just going to ask our producer to cut to the med centre now. Oh, excuse me. Oh, this weather's putting me to sleep. Oh, look at the satellite image. Looks the same as it did three days ago. Looks the same as it did one hour ago. Oh, there's a good example of that. Tony Armstrong's doing some very good yeah. work when he has to ad-lib and get thrown into situations like that. Um, what was the fallout from that? Completely fine. They loved it. It was funny. Yeah, yeah. It was funny well, to watch, funny. funny to listen to. Well, what was happening was the weather was the same for about two weeks and uh, it was putting the head weather guy to sleep. And so he was lying down on a table and uh, that was enough to throw Jessica right sounds off. Like, sounds like what's on in Adelaide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean? Speaking of what's on, the Aussies are <laughs> Same on today, same on last week, same on in a year from now. <laughs> what do you got, Gibbs? You got a good example for us? I want to know what Beck Madden really thinks of Novak Djokovic. Okay. <laughs> Whatever way you look at it, Novak Djokovic is a lying, sneaky, yeah. <laughs> Like, whatever way you look at it, it's yeah. unfortunate that, that everybody else stuffed up around him. That, that's it. And there is nothing. Like, to go out when you know you're COVID positive. So when this leaked, uh, I, for one, went, bless you, Beck Madden. We're all thinking it. Absolutely. <laughs> I reckon said what we're all thinking. Up to popularity by 100, because she was saying what we're all thinking for sure. Oh, spot on. Um, I don't know if there'll be too many more examples that beat Bill O'Reilly back in the day. Bill O'Reilly, one of the oh. famous voices in America. Uh, and obviously, on radio and on TV, sometimes you pre-record things that will mm. go live to air. But if you can't quite get it right, then you've just got to go live and listen to Bill O'Reilly really fire himself up. <laughs> That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. <laughs> we'll, no. we'll do it live! <laughs> it. Do it live! <laughs> thing sucks! In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Nailed it. Back to professional. Absolutely nailed it. That's what happens behind the scenes most mornings here at about 8.28. We'll do it live! <laughs> I've worked with a few people like that. So was the, the, <laughs> really? Yeah, we'll do it live! So is it the teleprompter wasn't? Functioning as a, as a gremlin. He, no, gremlin I think the gremlins <laughs> running across the teleprompter. He was the teleprompter was functioning, but he didn't understand what he was reading, gotcha. <laughs> and so he couldn't convey it, and had <laughs> so, to get it into his head properly. So it, was, it was definitely his fault. It was his own fault, yeah. Which is interesting because he was blaming the uh, producers, but yeah, right. that's never happened before. Um, Finally, guys, there was a famous incident on Channel 9 when the three ladies were getting ready to do a segment and it was Amber Higlett, uh, she's now known as Amber Sherlock, and Julie Snook and another psychologist lady. They're all wearing the same white jacket and that bothered Amber Higlett to no extent. 
I need Julie to put a jacket on because we're all in oh white. I asked, her, I asked her before we came on. Julie, you need to put a jacket on. Oh. We know Amber, in chat room. This is not... So, I'm sorry, I've been flat out, Well, honestly. I'll call wardrobe and we'll get something. No, if, if, I, if it's an issue, I, I wasn't, can... I wasn't saying it for no reason. The wardrobe girls would be furious downstairs. <laughs> I'm wearing blue for one, Amber. I, I don't know, want to be having this. I know, but it doesn't look like it. If there's an issue, I'm, I can just head on out and get back to work because I'm, I'm flat chat. I genuinely forgot. Oh. I told you. If it's an issue, I'll just jump on out, honestly. Fine, jump on out. <laughs> Do you know the best about it is? Blokes wouldn't even notice. And to give you a solid insight this morning, yeah. I turned up here and the first person I saw was Tommy and then I saw Gibbsy. And we've both all looked at each other and we're like, what? You're naked. I'm naked. You're <laughs> naked as well. We're all naked. What's happening here? Someone's going to wear some it. clothes. No, I want to be naked, but we're still naked. That's it. Well, and that's how we do most shows. And it, that's how we achieve that free spirit yeah. throughout. Um, golly. And then so you'd think that they just didn't go ahead with the segment. Well, here's what happened in the end. Time now to head into the chat room and joining me today is psychologist Sandy Ray in Melbourne and Nines Julie Snook in Sydney. A big welcome to both of you. Thank you for joining Hello. us. Good afternoon. Pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> hey, babes. <laughs> I, I would love one of them to say, Amber, I love your outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened at Channel 7 where uh, you and... Jane Rowley are wearing the same thing. and uh, Jane, Jane Rowley? I don't know what Jane Rowley's doing. No. There. <laughs> <laughs> She's been long retired. Do you know, it's, uh, quite, quite seriously though, the amount of times where I've turned up and Jane Doyle and I are wearing the same dress. Yeah, yeah. Go, what is going on here? It's ridiculous. Yeah, very similar taste. Uh, there you go. That's just a little nice uh, behind the scenes look at... Some of the things that happen, I think it is fair to say that I just wouldn't even pick that up. No. Or for blokes, I don't know if you disagree with this, Gibbsy, but if I turned up anywhere and a bloke was wearing the exact same outfit with me, it's an instant high five. It's, yeah, it, it's yeah. Like, look at you. We've you look magnificent. We've nailed this. We're hanging out together yeah. all night. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> so people see us. It's cause for celebration. Yes, big time. Uh, good stuff, Tommy. Thank you. Bloody legend. Text line 0427 154 166. The omission of Mitchell Stark is right up there with the biggest selection blunders in the history of world sport. Absolute madness, lads. Good text from Nathan and Salisbury North. Um, gee, some late changes last night as well, Gibbsy, in, re in regards to the cricket. Of course, Aaron Finch was a late out. Steve Smith came in, did nothing. Um, so there's question marks as well on Steve Smith's future internationally at T20 level. He was calling for that opportunity too, wasn't he, Smithy? Mm. He said... Uh, only a couple of days ago, he feels like he's ready ready for it, and he's been batting well in the nets, and this was his time to shine, and uh, failed to, to hit the scoreboard. Yeah. What is the equation? The equation is England have to lose, and Correct. then Australia are through. Yes, mm. and look, if you were a punter or if you're an expert, and we'll speak to mm. uh, Brad Sunderason very, very soon, I don't think he's going to be tipping Sri Lanka to do much. Can tonight. we get the Irish to play against them again? Yeah. That would be nice. That would be, that'd be handy. Big Irish yeah. upset. Uh, top 100 Irish cricketers of all time, go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Seamus O'Shaughnessy McCartan. Yeah. O'Halpin. <laughs> Satanta <laughs> McCartan. <laughs> come on. Nah. Off, off the top of the head, come on. Tommy, uh, what, what Irish names have you got? Just sitting there. Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do.
1629 SENSA, like we said, Barat Sunder Racing, one of the best in the absolute business. We're going to speak to him very, very soon. Uh, still time to get involved as well. Question of the morning, are you off the Australian setup, particularly in T20? So it just seems like this Australian team isn't quite as supported as previous Australian teams. And even the one day, and particularly the test side, absolutely everyone's getting around the test side. One day team, I think so. But the T20 team, for whatever reason, the support's not there. And if it's not here at a World Cup in our own country, imagine if it was somewhere else. It's a strange situation. It just doesn't feel like an international cricket fixture right now from an Australian point of view. Well, some of the crowds we've seen at uh, the Indian Games, you can just think what what the crowds would be like if it was over in India at the moment. They'd be mm. going ballistic. But, uh, yeah, is it, it has been disappointing, hasn't it? Mm. It's, been, is that, it's been disappointing from, a, from an Aussie point of view. Aussie f- mm. population point of view, not to get yeah. around it. Yeah, spot on. Tommy, you're a cricket fan, aren't you? Like, you love it. Yeah, yeah. Takes me a while to get into it in summer, but now I'm full throttle and, yeah, um, yeah I love the cricket. So you're feeling a difference now in this particular setup, or is it the format, or is it the Australian current Australian team? To me, it feels like nothing's been the same since one day cricket kind of phased out. Uh, in its popularity, like it used to be rock stardom was one day cricket. Everyone yeah. watched it. Everyone followed it back in the sort of Michael Bevan days, but all the way through the 2000s to mid 2000s, it was just the number one game. And then T20 has taken popularity and, and everyone loved that for a while. And, but it just feels like it's never quite been the same since that mm. took over. Yeah, strange. All right, Brad Sunderace, and uh, we'll put that to him as well. See if he's feeling uh, everything down on pitch level. Um, we'll speak to him before 10.30. Coming up next, we'll do a bit of a sports update. Not good news for the Crows last night. A big game for the 36ers tonight. It's news time. Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Yes, text line busy this morning, 0427 154 166. We're going to speak to Barat Sundarayson from SEN's cricket coverage before 10.30. He's an absolute guru, possibly the best in the business. Um, and if you do yourself a bit of a favour, jump on social media and follow Barat and just check out his gorgeous hair. Have you seen it, Gibbs? It's like you before you cut it off and became a weak footballer. I want to ask him what um, conditioner he uses. It's very, oh, it's, very luscious. It seems like it must shiny. be some sort of outstanding process because you don't just fluke hair like that. You don't just wake up and, it's, and it glistens like that. He, uh, he would be putting a bit of time and work into it, I reckon. When you had long hair, did you have a extra special hair care routine or did you just live it? Because nah. th- that famous photo of you with it out, your hair looks pretty bloody gorgeous. It was. Um, no, I didn't. I, I never used to wear it out often. It was always bunned up. Bunned up. Bunned up. Jeez, you were good for a bun, weren't you? All right, let's go through our Saturday scoreboard. Plenty to talk about in terms of uh, sport. This Saturday scoreboard. All right, let's start with the game last night. So the Crows are taking on the Demons. It was their first qualifying final, and unfortunately for the Crows, they went down 7-6-48 to 4-3-27. They first kicked the first couple of goals, like straight up. It felt like within, well, it was inside 10 seconds, Daniel Ponte kicked the first goal. They kicked another not long after that, and you thought, here we go. The Crows are going to absolutely wipe this one away. The Demons clawed their way back into it, but the beauty is the Crows finished in top four. They get another chance next week. Bit of finals redemption, wasn't it, for the Demons? Yep. Uh, after losing to the Crowies in last year's grand final. But, yeah, after the start, I just thought, how much are they going to win by? Yeah. Adelaide. And then uh, 
I don't know whether the Demons made a few changes or they just decided to turn up and it was all over once they got back into the game. Yep. Uh, unfortunate for the Crows, but they'll be back next week. Uh, and look, as they say, Chelsea Randall will be better for the run. She's back into it. Did you see her, though, cop a couple of knocks? Oh, I know. Remember the shiner she oh. had towards the end of the game? She's just so tough. And then uh, she wanted to stay on and have a shot at goal, but of course she bleeding did. from the nose. And the umpire <laughs> of had to send her off. She's probably knocked out. Um, carry her own head off. I'll tell you what, she, she would get a game in the AFL men's team. She's a gun. She's Absolutely. Just, there's a couple of players that you look at and you go, and particularly in the Crows setup, I look at Sarah Allen, I look at Eloise Jones, and I look at Chelsea Randall and go, it's just, it's so natural. They're such natural footballers. They move to the right spots um, and they just look so pure. So it's nice to see. And look, I wouldn't be riding off the Crows just yet because you get another opportunity, finish top four, and they look really good. Chelsea will be very, very good next week as well. And they get a home game back here in Adelaide and they've played well. If it is at only Oval, they've played well. At that venue this yep. year, so uh, they'll be uh, they'll be happy to get back there. Right now, as it stands, Australia is still in the T20 World Cup tournaments. Uh, they won by four runs over Afghanistan last night, so they needed to absolutely smash Afghanistan to really um, lock themselves into, uh, I suppose, a better chance to go through. Now, they're relying on other results. They need England to get beaten by Sri Lanka. It shouldn't have been that close last night. No, no, it shouldn't have. And uh, yeah, I was a little bit worried, actually, when they only posted about 160 uh, and it come down to the wire. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there has been some upsets in this tournament so far, Hazy, and we can only hope there's one more left in this tournament, and that's Sri Lanka knocking off England. Yes. Go Sri Lanka. Come on, Sri Lanka. Go Sri Lanka, which we've said for so long now. Um, so the Adelaide 36ers take on the Perth Wildcats tonight at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre as a whole. All teams in the NBL pretty much have been pretty ordinary on their home decks. 36 is out to change that tonight. Yes, and Perth aren't going that well. So hopefully it's uh, another W for our 36ers. And in the A-League, our Adelaide United Reds take on Western United tomorrow. And Western United are currently bottom 12th. There you go. Uh, Adelaide sitting 7th. So uh, some certainly a couple of winning opportunities for our Adelaide sides this weekend. What about the news during the week in terms of NBA? Well, Steve Nash... Absolutely just sacked because uh, that's uh, that's good. Um, so who's available? Oh, one of the king dirty birds of the NBA, <laughs> uh, Ime Udoka. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's good to go. He's available because he basically got sacked from Boston for having an off-court relationship. Well, he wasn't sacked. He just was suspended for 12 months. Suspended for 12 months. And then well, and then it was, was it Marcus Smart that came out and said it was news to us that he wasn't part of Boston anymore and that he went and signed with Brooklyn. We thought he was just basically having 12 months off before he came back into the mix. Yeah. And then you've got KD waking up from a nap, saying on, saying on social media that his coach, uh, Steve Nash, has just been oh, given the see you later. Incredible times. Amazing. But, I mean, is there anything more interesting than this? The Brooklyn Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving for at least five games without pay. This was happened a couple of days ago. Um, dismayed by his repeated failure to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs, with Irving later issuing an apology for his social media post last week about a book and movie that feature anti-Semitic tropes. Um, so Irving had refused to apologise during a post-practice media session earlier Thursday, and the Nets, subsequent, Nets rather, subsequently said Irving is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. Did someone spike Kyrie Irving's bathwater? Because as we know, he drinks gallons of the stuff each and every day, but right now it's like the next level of drinking your own bathwater like there's some kind of extra potion that's making him not see straight. This bloke is a dickhead. <laughs> you just you just wait, don't you? You just sit and wait for him 
to come up with something else. For him to just say something or put something on social media or whatever he's, whatever's going through his head, he, he's a basket case. Mm, he's, ridiculous. He, he's, he is no good. Um, yeah, you're right though. You sit there and say, what's Kyrie Irving going to do that, um, that obviously goes against the grain? That's his thing. I'll do the opposite of what everyone thinks I should do. That's cool. And do you know what really annoyed me as well? It pissed me off. It was months, ages ago, when Steve Nash, who is a Hall of Famer, he's one of the absolute greats. You've got Kevin Durant, you've got Kyrie Irving, and early days, and they said, oh, it was a question about the coach. And then Kyrie jumps in and says, no, no, we're all the coach. Okay. Come on, mate. You're not better. You are not better, and you'll never be better than Steve, Washer, yeah. Steve Nash was as a basketballer. Yeah, he's... Uh... He's all in for himself, Kyrie Irving. Hey, don't get me wrong. Love watching him play. Love what he can do on a basketball court. Some of his handles and the way he can uh, just pull up and, and sink a, a long ball, like, great to watch. But off the field, you just pull your head in, mate. Yeah, come on, Kyrie. Pull your head in. I mean, just too much bathwater, mate. Just give it a rest. <laughs> Have one day off the bathwater. Uh, on top of that as well, free Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills can't shine in an environment like that. The great Paddy Mills. It's not... It's the worst spot for him to be there. And even worse, it's a worse spot for Ben Simmons to be there if he's trying to reignite his career. The absolute worst franchise for him to be at right now. Well, it is. And you just look back at the franchises Kyrie Irving's been involved in as well. Like he had, he obviously had LeBron at the Cavs, who carried, uh, obviously helped really take them to the championship. But since then, like Celtics, he just, he blew them up. Yeah, they couldn't get him out quick enough. Yeah, it's, it's the Nets—it hasn't worked at all. It's just—it's common denominator. He's a rotten egg. That's he's no is. good. He's a rotten apple, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and then there was rumours emerging as well that when LeBron was going back to Cleveland, that Kyrie was upset because he wasn't going to be the man. <laughs> like, are you kidding? This is your genuine chance to win a championship when LeBron comes back, but instead, you just want to be the man, and LeBron's going to take that away from you. Once upon a time. We nearly we tried to claim him as an Australian. Didn't yeah, we, we did because he, he was here was, for five minutes. He was born here. He was born in Melbourne, and we're like, oh, imagine if we can have Kyrie mm. playing on the Aussie team. And he was saying silly things like, oh, maybe he's going to play for the Boomers. <laughs> Never play for the Boomers. Come on, grow up. Now we, are, I'm glad he didn't play for the Boomers. Now we don't want him. We still want Ben Simmons though. <laughs> hey, this text, which I wasn't aware of, it's a great text uh, from Stuart. He said, uh, point on the Australian cricket team and crowd last night. I think cost could be a factor. One hundred and ten dollars. For an adult ticket in the southern stand, maybe a lot for some people, and no family ticket prices to attract people. Cricket Australian ICC out of touch with the economy, perhaps. Are you kidding? $110 in the southern stand for an adult ticket. That is absurd. I hope, yes, yeah, Stuart hasn't um, made a typo there, because if that's true, that's, uh, that's very surprising. That is just absolutely ridiculous. And you bang on, Stuart. Cricket Australian ICC are way out of touch if they think that's acceptable. I wasn't aware of any of the prices for some of these games. Yeah, I, I did, didn't even cross my mind, to be honest. But you'd think that yeah, they'd have some sort of family packages Ooh. going on to make it a little bit easier to, you know, to take your kids if you've got you know, two mm. or three of them running around. So well, that absolutely will be a factor why crowds have potentially been down. Indeed. All right, we can speak the best in business. That is Brats under racing from SEN Next. Uh, keep the text coming through, though. 0427 154 166. Uh, do any thanks to our good mates at Solitaire Volkswagen this morning. That is where you'll find the new performance R range. Good morning.
with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. Oh, geez, we've had some fun this morning and 13 minutes more of fun. That's what's happening up until 10.30. Keep it locked to SENSA as well. For all of your outstanding cricket coverage, uh, find me someone who's better in the business than this man. Barat Sundarayson, absolute star, and we're so lucky to have him as part of SEN's coverage. He joins us this morning. G'day, mate. Ah, okay, guys. Yeah, that was uh, another very uh, humbling introduction. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh. But I have to say, I- I'm having a surreal morning. I'm in Adelaide now, and I just walked the dogs, dropped the wife off. It feels like, what what World Cup? I don't know what's happening. Yeah, It just feels very strange after how the last few weeks have been. Yeah, well, mate, obviously, there's still a fair bit to go for you, and we're about to get into the business end, but for... Uh, the Australians, it would seem that everything goes the way that it probably should, then this is the end of the tournament. Yeah, you'd think so. And I said this on air a few times last night. I recommended four Sri Lankan restaurants in Adelaide. And if I were the Australian team, I would spread out, go to all of them. <laughs> Look, they added a lot of goodwill to Sri Lanka or got a lot of goodwill for you know doing what they did. And honestly, remarkably well, Pat Cummins uh, you know, and, and co. And they went there three months ago and they were, had the economic crisis and all that. But we need to add to that goodwill. Like, you know, you need to call all your Sri Lankan friends and say how much you love them and just make sure that, you know, that whole good <laughs> karma works out for you and Sri Lanka beat England tonight. Yes, right. Can they, can they do it? Can the Sri Lankans beat England? We've seen some upsets in this tournament so far. Can they do it? Are they any chance whatsoever? Ah, look, you're talking about a team who just won the Asia Cup uh, a month back. So I wouldn't even call it an upset if Sri Lanka were to defeat England. Yes, they have come through the first round. Uh, unfortunately for them, they, they suffered some very crucial injuries. Uh, but they've had a very good T20 year in that sense. Uh, the only advantage, I mean, if you are an Australian fan, the one advantage Sri Lanka have is they're playing in Sydney, where the pitches so far, unlike uh, in other parts of the country we've seen, uh, have offered something for the spinners and haven't really had the pace and bounce of say, Perth or even Melbourne. Uh, and they have some of those spinners who could make a difference. Mahesh Tikshana, who takes the new ball. Uh, and I've been playing out these various scenarios in my head. And I think if Sri Lanka somehow back first, get to 140, 150, and one of their mystery spinners strikes early, uh, you never know. England are known to panic. Don't forget. I mean, this is, they're different in T20 cricket, but England can panic in World Cups. So that's the way you should be thinking about this if you're an Australian fan. Does it feel, this is probably going to sound like a bit of an obscure question, Brat, but does it feel like this Australian team, and I don't know if it's a format or not, it's not as well supported as previous Australian teams? There's a lot of sort of stuff floating around social media at the moment. There was 18,000 there last night, which I think is pretty low. Does it feel like, uh, I don't know, the Australian public hasn't embraced uh, the Aussies for this campaign as well as maybe previous campaigns? No, you're absolutely on the money there. Uh, I was surprised as well, you know, the only game at Australia is playing in Adelaide, Afghanistan. Yes, I mean, it's all about Rashid Khan. But I expected a lot more people here. Uh, at least when Australia played Sri Lanka and Perth, the excuse was, well, you know, it's a late start for the East Coast. Or, but I mean, I shouldn't have had a difference on how many people came. But that really also, if you think about it, Perth hasn't got a lot of international cricket in the last two, three years. And then they finally get a game and very few people showed up for it. I kind of put it down to the time of the year. Uh, I mean, the only time we've had ICC men's events in Australia, for that matter, even women's events, it's been in February, March, when everybody's talking about cricket. And that's one thing I've learned in Australia. It's so seasonal, right, sport? Right now, it's still about like footy transfers and trades and who's going where. 
Um, and I, I, I explained this, uh, I put it this way to my um, non-Australian colleagues. Till the time Australians are not wearing thongs and walking around the town, I don't think they think cricket season's here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, spot on. So, uh, I think so. that has had a lot, of, uh, lot to do with it. Um, and yeah, it, it, and T20 cricket itself, right? Like, I don't know whether Australia has embraced it like a lot of the other countries because maybe it doesn't get played enough. The Big Bash happens, but you know, the Big Bash has lost ground to all these other leagues. Uh, so it's been an interesting, uh, almost social experiment of sorts, this one. And, and then you look at India, right? India play Pakistan fair enough, 92,000 rock-up. But tomorrow night, we're going to see 90,000 people watch India and Zimbabwe. Imagine being a Zimbabwean player. I don't think you would have ever experienced anything like that before. So it just tells you where, which way the cricket world's headed, but also how I think cricket season hasn't really started officially in Australia. Yeah. Oh, mate, before we let you go, um, we know we're up against the clock here, but question without notice, and we've done this a little bit this morning, your favourite player from the 90s? I'm going to say Michael Slater. Michael Slater's a great nomination. He was iconic for the youngsters coming through. Yes, very good nomination. We had Michael. We both agreed it was Michael Bevan. Like we both said at the same time. But Mm. Slater, was uh, he was an absolute force back then. Oh, I mean, growing up in India, honestly, there was that excitement. Bill Laurie on commentary, Michael Slater batting, first day of the GABA test. I was in 5.30 a.m. I was there. I would skip school and watch Michael Slater bat. So there's that excitement that he created. Like you said, for someone growing up in the 90s, so many Australian cricketers, Michael Clark included, grew up wanting to be him. Yeah, There was just something special about him. Mate, appreciate your time this morning. We always appreciate you having on. Uh, good luck for the rest of the tournament. Not that you need it. We love your commentary. Uh, and hopefully uh, we'll speak again really soon. Very soon. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Outstanding. Brett Sunder Racing as well. Follow him on, on Twitter as well. He will keep you up to date with everything you need to know about cricket at BeastieBoy07. Um, so there you go. Michael Slater, he was a god. Boy from Wagga Wagga back then as well. And I'm from Wagga Wagga. And he was like, this guy is as good as it gets. He was good. Um, talking about cricket bats before, he was a slazenger. I reckon he used to use a slazen, slazen Slater? Bat, yeah. Are you taking the piss? No. He's grey Nick. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Slazenger. The power Slazenger. spot. Oh, my God. I'm thinking of the, the other Michael Slater. <laughs> You've got all really? mixed around, yes. Oh, I'm really bringing out <laughs> my cricket knowledge now, aren't I? Yeah, and Brian Slazenger. Lara. Brian Lara, he was with Puma. <laughs> No, that was Adam Gilchrist. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Millie Michael Champion. Bevan. Millie Champion Used Hall, original. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Finally, you've gone right. I got one. 23 Three minutes past 10. It. We'll wrap it up next. <laughs> Live across Australia, Saturdays in SA, with Andrew Hayes and Bryce Gibbs. <laughs> oh, if that doesn't get you up and about, then I, I guess you're a corpse. No doubt. We, we've got to learn that song one day, Hazy, together. Play it together. <laughs> Uh, we're just educating Bryce Gibbs in the ad break as well. I just who used to use which bat back in the day? Okay. Earlier on, he's like, "Oh, what about Mark War with his GM bat?" You're like, no, mate, that was Steve. Oh, Michael mm. Slater, a uh, good good servant of Slazenger. <laughs> no, mate, that was Grey Nick. I give Come up. On. I give up. Cricket, <laughs> cricket's no good. <laughs> Herschel Gibbs, your cousin? Yeah, my cousin. What did he have? He was a GM man. Yeah, finally really? gets one. There you go. What was it, Ponting had the bubble? Yes, Ponting was a bubble pioneer. He yeah. really put kookaburra on the Everyone mat, wanted a kookaburra bubble oh growing up. Gosh. What about the kids who rolled up with a, my neighbour, uh, Rui, his name was, he, he was starting cricket and he rolled up one day with a Nike bat. 
<laughs> and it snapped in half like the third day. Yeah. What so, is that? Okay, so this is an obscure bat from back in the day. South African opener, Gary Kirsten. Yep. Reebok bat. Reebok? Why? They used to have a Reebok bat. Yeah, right. so How did he survive? Yeah, I don't know. We played over 100 tests. Um, that's just about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just about it for us. Um, uh, Gibbsy, take care of yourself. You've got a big day ahead. Yeah, it should be a solid uh, hit out today, but weather's out and about. Looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, you too, Tommy. You're good? Yes, top of 25 degrees. Going to love it. Live oh, it, love it. Very nice. Uh, keep it locked to SNSA for some outstanding programming um, set to continue in a matter of seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. See you next week.